Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Happy Tuesday. We're already to the end of March. Isn't that crazy? Time is just like whew, flying. When I was a kid, it seemed like third grade lasted forever. The days just lasted so long. But as an adult, it's just like, whew, is it 2019? Because I swear to God, there's really no distinction in my mind between like 2004 and 2005. I have to go back and remember specific things, you know, like Katrina or something, because, you know, otherwise the, the years are pretty much the same. So anyway, that's just my random uh, first thought. You're the first people I'm talking to this morning, and you can probably tell because my voice has a little bass in it. <laughs> anyway, I was just thinking, um, it's a fascinating time that we live in. And I say it all the time because as a writer, it really is. You know, of course, you've got the political stuff. That's just theater and bit of a circus. And then also you've got this whole notion. I was talking to somebody, a young lady who was um, the the checker, uh, the checkout lady, whatever you call them, the cashier <laughs> at Whole Foods. And uh, she's a, a student and very exciting, a, an African-American female math person. She really loves math and she's good at it. And she wants to be an accountant. And we were talking, I was like, so what are you going to do? And she was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to probably do a shortcut. And, you know, there's something about the word shortcut that stings because there's no such thing as a shortcut. And the only person you normally short is yourself. So, of course, I didn't say, you know, girl, I ain't no shortcuts. I did offer something more like, well, make a good plan and really think it through. You know, because there's really no such thing as a shortcut. And I see people who are clearly living by shortcuts. Everybody thinks it's easy. If something that you want to accomplish was easy, you would have accomplished it by now. You know, you have to get out here and and be exceptional. And you have to be impeccable. You have to dot all your I's and cross your T's and go back and do it again and again and again. You know, it's like you can't, there are no shortcuts to excellence. And especially for people of color, like, you know, what what might take uh, someone else a year or two to, to maybe somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing. And it might take them no like years to be investigated, maybe never investigated. But I mean, have me do it and. It's front page news. I messed up. I was never qualified. I should have been in that position in the first place. You know what I mean? I think one of the startling examples of this, and and I'm not that chick. I'm not always crying racism, but sometimes it's out there. You can't deny it. I remember Martina Hingis was one of the most obnoxious tennis players I'd ever seen. I did not care for her. I didn't like watching her matches. I didn't think she, even though she was a good player, I didn't care for her. I didn't care anything about whether she was good or not, because she was so obnoxious. And that was her M.O. I remember watching a match where she, I think she threw a racket down and she did the unthinkable. She went across the net. Like, she walked around the, to the opponent's side, and I'm like, hey, Serena can't even scowl or frown or or 
be respectfully uh, upset without it coming off as just she's a monster. And it's because she's black and strong and people can't stand when we frown. (laughs) You know what I mean? But Martina Higgins's whole career was that. And she was never treated in the press the way Serena gets treated. And it's all because of her skin color. And we know it. You know what I mean? Like, I I have frowned at work and been called angry black worker. When there are people I work with, just because they're petite or blonde or whatever, and they scowl, you know, people are seem to be more fine with that. They just, you know, r- will write you off totally if you're a person of color, you know, uh, asking a question with a frown on your face. And we know this happens. And so, you know, I just feel like, then also part of the onus is on on us because if we know this is going to happen then we need to go ahead and adjust our behavior accordingly so we can skip past that part and and make you deal with me uh on another level instead of trying to uh go for the low hanging fruit of me being you know uh angry or whatever that's why we have to be impeccable and that works out for me cuz i like being impeccable I get frustrated with myself when I'm not doing my best, when I know I can push harder and be better. Um, But everybody ain't like that. (laughs) There are a lot of people who are pretty cool with, you know, shortcutting it. So my message to anybody listening and who wants to be inspired and take their life to the next level, you've got to be impeccable and you got to fall in love with impeccability. You got to fall in love with how it feels to be excellent. Because I can tell you what, a lot of people think they're passionate about something. But if you're talking to me and you're saying all these buzzwords, but you're dead in the eyes, I know it's not your passion. And people people figure that out. You know, you can't fake passion. And so, therefore, you cannot fake authenticity. So, if you're looking to go to the next level, stop focusing on shortcuts And focus on being impeccable, doing your best all the time because that's who you are, not because it looks good or because you think people expect that from you. Be authentic, be yourself, and be great.